for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. In season two of Hacks and Hobbies, we're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today, we have Ariel Margolis. He's a CEO and founder of e-learning solved. I met him through several other connections, got to work together in creating a e-learning platform for one of our mutual friends. And today I have the opportunity to speak with him and learn his story. Ariel, welcome to Hacks and Hobbies. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, Junaid. Uh, glad to be here. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about how you came up with the e-learning solved and, you know, what's your story? Sure. Uh, so I started off uh, as a teacher um, about a little over 20 years ago um, as a result of my not being accepted into medical school. And uh, I was able to secure a job as a basically a support aid in a classroom. And I fell in love with it. Uh, I decided not to pursue medicine and I decided to go after education. So I uh, sought uh, my certifications and my master's degrees. I became a teacher in middle school. Uh, I was a middle school principal for six years uh, and returned to the classroom. Uh, I was also a special education teacher uh, I also, uh, four years ago, I left that and, and became a, a professor work teaching, training teachers how to become special education teachers. So for over 20 years, I've been in quote unquote, the system and in different roles also as a parent. And I decided, or my mission was always to change the way, uh, education works, um, that it just, it wasn't, it's not effective. The current system is not effective. Um, and I'm not just talking about uh, the traditional K to 12 uh, or higher education. I'm talking about professional development, job training. Um, all of that is based on an archaic system that's from the uh, 1930s and 40s uh, with the assembly line uh, and the Industrial Revolution, that everyone has to learn the exact same thing at the exact same time, and this is how we have to do it. Um, and that's just not the way we learn. Um, so I got frustrated. Um, and uh, I thought that having these different hats would allow me to make an impact, and it did, but not to the same degree that I can change the entire mechanism or the entire machine, if you will. So I decided to uh, go out on my own and create eLearning Solved, which is designing... Uh, e-learning experiences that's effective as online marketing and as exciting as kindergarten. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to make, you know, substantial change in the world in how uh, education is done. Absolutely. No, that's amazing because, um, and I've seen the same story over and over, you know, the school system is designed to create uh, workers um, they train you from the get-go, 
that you got to stay in this one place for eight hours. <laughs> Six, you know, it starts with five hours. Then it goes to, you know, six hours and then seven hours. And now it's like, oh, we give you a lunch in the middle. And now, you know, you could do another four right. hours, <laughs> nine hours out of you. That's right. Spending in the same place, staring at the screen. <clears throat> I mean, nothing wrong with staring at screens. <laughs> <laughs> we do that regardless of. For working or not. True, very true, and it's it's all how we all how we use it, you know. How, what tools are learning, and I'm not saying that everything in 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 school systems are broken, but the um, and when you talk to individual teachers and and principals, deep down, most of them don't want to teach or run the schools the way that they're doing it, but they feel they have no choice. There's like this overarching uh, uh, foreman, if you will, that's watching over the factory, um, making sure that, well, we have to do it this way because this is how we've always done it. And if we don't do it this way, then kids won't be prepared, but we know that's not true. And in fact, uh, you know, the millennial generation has demonstrated that, um, you know, the, they're saying we're not doing it this way. We don't need to do it this way. Um, and they're being very successful. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's, it's a game changer. And, and I think that's the generation that's going to change, really have an impact on how education is going to uh, basically embrace what they are so passionate, what they believe in, which is you should be able to study what you are interested in, what, what drives you and choose your own path and yes you still need to learn how to uh learn you need to learn how to learn so that way you can acquire the information and skill sets that you need yeah no that's that's so very true and um interesting point that you mentioned right so in the school system they 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 have the headmaster or the principal who's watching over is everybody performing their duties like they're supposed to, similar to in a factory. And actually, one of my cousins, he is a principal for a school. And I talked to him, he's like, dude, it's the worst job ever. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm never in front of a computer. I'm always talking to people. There's Everybody just wants a little minute of my time, parents, teachers, students, and it's crazy. I'm like, wow didn't think of that at all yeah it's it, it's a very demanding job and uh any position in education is a demanding job and it's um uh it, it's very it's undervalued uh, i think that every teacher and principal are under is underpaid um tremendously i don't care if you're working only 10 months a year um you know it you're it's undervalued and yet um the combine that with the the broken system it's it's, it's a losing battle you're, you're treading water your cousin is treading water um just to stay afloat um so it's it, it has to change it does and looks like that your your, your e-learning platform has created a way that is 
where the future lies. I mean, uh, if if I look at look at the future or look at the past, Khan Academy, and you probably know of this, right? He just started. I mean, he just recorded a video because he wanted to um, help his cousin or help his nephew with some math problem, and he's like, "Oh, I don't have the time to actually do it live." Why don't I just record a YouTube video and he can just go watch it? And one time he was he was like, oh, I have the time today. I'm going to teach him. And the kid was like, no, 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 make the video. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather do with the video pausing and, and then going back than asking you questions in live because your time is limited and, and, and I'm used to this new way of learning from you. Yes. So, right. Yes, and I, and I think that was revolutionary in uh, uh, Salman Khan's re- was revolutionary in that we have the technology to teach students that are either need a specific subject or skill set taught or something that they're interested in um, and can access it anywhere, right? Versus having to be in the classroom. So that was revolutionary. That was the the spark of oh we don't have to do it the way we've been doing it um, and you know so that was that was a huge huge uh, advancement in in education I think we still have you know we still have ways to go because you know what uh, what's happening now is that teachers are now using it um, in the classroom versus assigning it outside the classroom. So, you know, watch this video um, and then go home and do your homework for 20 minutes versus watch the video at home, come into class, let's review, let's discuss, and then let's apply it, right? Let's, let's figure out what we can do with it. Yeah, that's what, that way you're actually engaging the mind of the, the youngins. Yes. And they're taking, they're individually, they're learning, but then... In a group setting, they're discussing and um, having debate and having conversation around those things. That's a really nice idea. Exactly. And and you can do that outside of school as well. You know, you could have, with technology today, you could have um, the kids all go on at 5 o'clock or whatever with the teacher for 45 minutes and watch, you know, the, watch the news or if there's an event that's happening that's related to what they're studying, you know, if there's a volcanic eruption or whatever that's occurring and there's going to be a report in the afternoon, let's all go on and look and watch. Right. And it's, teachers are afraid to say, this is what we're going to do. Um, and they use the excuse, well, not everyone's going to do it. Kids are not going to get on and then they're going to get lost. Mm-hmm. And I think that number one, if it's set at the beginning, if the, if the priorities are clear that, you know, this is going to be some of the expectations, parents will get on board with it. Absolutely. Um, and you'll always have kids that won't do it. Mm-hmm. And it's always going to be a situation. Right, it, you're always going to have kids that, just, for whatever the reason is, and it's a variety of reasons, they're not going to do it. So that should not prevent you from experimenting, experimenting with it, or having it 
um, be able to see what they can actually learn that every single moment in life is a learning opportunity. It's really what it is. Um, you know, and, uh, doing worksheets or, you know, taking tests and, uh, you know, l memorizing facts are just not what's necessary anymore. No, because nobody, nobody uses those facts anymore. Everybody's got access to a smartphone, access to Google, Dr. Google there. Exactly. So you could look it up. You can look it up. Right. And it, it's that skill of looking things up. Right. That's something that teachers, um, for the most part, are not teaching because they don't necessarily have the dictionaries in the classroom anymore. No. So you can't look it up. Right. And they're giving the information because either they don't allow the technology in the classroom or there's not enough technology to go around. Yeah. And so you're not teaching the skill set of, look, you know, Google it. Um, you know, and I, we, both my wife and I had to teach our kids how to do that. And we, that's our number one line. Like when they say, how do you do it? Like Google it, ask Alexa, ask Google. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That so recently I, I read a news where, um, Google was providing Google Chromebooks to kids in, or will be, uh, in upcoming months. So the news article was. No more snow days because kids can do homework at home. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a curse, but it's also a gift, right? Absolutely. You could stay home and do your homework. And now, and if you do your homework fast enough, you could spend additional time doing fun stuff that you want to do. Exactly. Exactly. Right? There's no, you know, the amount of work that's being assigned in those situations, you know, maybe an hour, hour and a half. It shouldn't be more than that, frankly. They should not be sitting in front of a computer on a snow day for eight hours. Um, no. But if they're doing, so if they're doing an hour and a half worth of, of quality work, then no. they can enjoy the rest of the day, which also says, you know, my son had that, he goes to a vocational school where they tested out the system. They had a, mm -hmm. a pretend snow day. And he yeah. had to log on by eight o'clock in the morning and mm -hmm. he had to finish the work by noon and he was done by 11. Yeah. Um, and I said to him, you know, you got basically six hours of school done in two hours. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no distraction. No distraction. Totally focused. Bite size information. You know, you learned something. It's two hours. I said, now nah, you got the rest of the day. Go explore. Go do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Said, but that also tells you something about the uh, efficiency of the school system. That you know, If you can get all the work done in two hours at home, mm -hmm. but it takes eight hours or seven hours of school during the day. And I, and I know there's also socializing and, and hanging out. And, I, and I'm not oh, yeah. discrediting that. I think that's important. No, no absolutely. Um, but the, the, the quality... Right, how the efficiency of the time is not being utilized well. Um, yes, you know, spend twenty minutes on learning a concept and then go apply it. Go outside. Go, you know, go on a virtual tour of of um, the Smithsonian's. Go, you know, go explore Egypt if you're studying ancient civilizations. You know, yeah. you can do that now. We could, we couldn't before. You and I were grew up with textbooks. <laughs> yes. Right. And if we're yeah. lucky, they were color. 
pictures. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah, absolutely. And now they even have virtual reality. Yes. Which is even like you're you you want to go to Mars? Here you go. There's an app. There's a you know there's an application. You can go visit the Mars site where rover is roving around. Exactly. You can visit with Buzz Aldrin where they landed on the moon. Yep. Absolutely. I'm talking. It's all possible now. It's all possible. It's all possible. And you can talk to the experts. You can reach out to the scientists at NASA and sit yeah. and ask questions about the, mm. the, the Mars uh, rover. Or you can, you know, find experts and be able to talk to them about, uh, you know, space exploration or, you know, the latest discoveries in Egypt or, or Greece or, or the political issues that are going on right now in England. You can ask mm-hmm. people. You can find out, hear from experts. Again, that's something that, yeah. that we couldn't do because technology didn't allow it. It wasn't, wasn't available. You know, exactly. um, you know, I'm 44 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 44. So I'm about the same, 42. 42. Okay, so um, if you ever had a call overseas, I remember this growing up as a kid uh, in Boston. Mm-hmm. We would call it, We had a family in Israel. And you had to reserve like two weeks in advance with the phone company the day and time you were going to call. Wow. They're going to fly somebody out there. Right? Because the cable company, because the cables were, had limited bandwidth. Yeah. Right? So you had to, you had to wait um, and, and set the time to call. And, and now you can go on WhatsApp, Skype, whatever for free anytime. Oh, anytime. Right, so it, it's it's amazing, it's amazing, and and that's where the frustration comes into play. It's like, you know, you got all this knowledge mm-hmm. available at your fingertips and ability to learn. Yes. So go do it. Like, put that textbook down. Yeah. Just put it down and 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 focus on 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 who's in front of you and what they're interested in. And, They'll get the skill sets. That's your job as a teacher to teach them the mm-hmm. skill sets. But, you know, it doesn't have to be through the textbook. No. Hmm. Well, we'll certainly try to solve that problem. I sure hope so. <laughs> In our lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> because I see so many systems. I mean, with the beginning, Khan Academy, then you had Linda.com. Yep. I learned so much tech stuff and learning how to use software, learning how to shoot my camera, all through linda.com. And um, LinkedIn made a really nice move of purchasing linda.com because now all of that stuff is accessible for anybody on LinkedIn. The other thing, uh, there's Udemy. Udemy has risen to popularity in the past few years there's i I learned about another platform called teachable and there's of course coursera.org where every single university has a course on there yes and uh it's it's just crazy awesome it it, right it's it's amazing and you know your the, the video, the 30 day video challenge that you took with Rob Howes and you were showing us all these different features on 
video capturing with your phone, right? Yeah. And and that was, you know, you took that from your own experience. You took that from what you learned in in Linda and all these other all these other courses, and you shared mm. it, right? So you became yeah. the expert. You became the educator, um, exactly. And taught people that were again interested in learning how to do it, mm-hmm. right? No one yeah, forced to do it. No. Right. Mm-hmm. So you get people that are totally engaged with it. And then pe- it's spread of word of mouth saying, hey, look at this cool um, feature that could be done. Like, you know, so you did the coming from the future, looking like a yeah. hologram. <laughs> and then I think Rob did it three days yep. ago. <laughs> yeah. he, he recently got the iPhone XR XR <laughs> and that's so you need to have the iPhone X, XR, XS to be able to do that with your phone. So it's a Apple only, you know, it's an Apple device, Apple app. Yeah. They combine this. Um and I'm I know another way I can play with it. I haven't tried it yet, but I know some other ways to play with that. But that'll be interesting to show and share. I'm I've shot a lot more videos that haven't gone up yet. So and then that's the other thing that I'm working on. I'm working well, I haven't started, but I'm thinking in my mind what different techniques I can put together in a small course. And um, when I when I learned about Teachable.com, I was like, "This is amazing! Mm-hmm. It's pretty straightforward, and and what you can do." And last year, actually, I signed up with, or maybe two years ago, I signed up with Udemy. I'm like, I'm going to create my own course on using sketch for for user experience design um but again you need time you need time to sit down and create these courses or create the videos and and the the whole curriculum and syllabus yes i don't have the expertise in that area yes um it it does take time um Mm -hmm. you know there are the the biggest though I would say the most important piece is to ask like what are your essential questions what are the goals um, yeah you know and then figuring out who your audience is mm-hmm. and you know the vi- shooting the videos and getting the other content or skill sets I think that that's you know there's no re- especially for educational purposes if it's public on YouTube you can use it there's no mm-hmm. need to recreate the wheel. Um, so a combination of, of ready-made pieces and then also making sure that they're, the call to actions are uh, engaging isn't the right word. I would say they're relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. If you're teaching how to do X, then the activities should reflect that. Um, yeah. You know, it, it shouldn't be busy work. It shouldn't be, you know, uh, send me your picture and and tweet it yeah. out. You know that's not that's not going to be relevant for people. No, um, you know that's you know. But show me what you can do and getting feedback from the expert, right? So getting mm-hmm. feedback from you um, mm-hmm. is one of the highest values that consumers will consumers want. They want to get the feedback because they want to improve. They want to get the yeah. the accolade because they said, "Yeah, you got it." Or they want to hear, "Actually, I think you could. You know, I think it would be better if or if you did X, Y, or Z. Or have you tried X, Y, and Z?" 
Um, yeah. And hearing that from an expert, um, and even though, you, you know, there are people that would claim to be experts um, because they're in your course. You are the expert. You're the facilitator. That's right. Um, so they're getting a unique perspective because it's from you, um, and that's what makes it. Uh, that's what makes it unique. That's what makes it uh, different from all the other courses. Yeah, that's so true. You're you're absolutely right. And I've taken. I'm signed up on a ton of courses on Udemy and I watch these instructors and I'm like, all right, this guy knows a thing or two about it because he created the course. He spent the time to talk about this stuff. So he clearly knows what he's talking about. And I think when you do create a course, when I do end up creating a course, people will look at me in the same light. Mm -hmm. Okay. This guy spent the time. He obviously did the research to bring this material together so we can learn. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, and it, it's, you're providing value. Um, yeah. That's really what it is. You're providing the value and whether you use it as you use that course as a channel or a funnel um, to get clients um, mm -hmm. or you use it also or separately as, you know, to have a side income um, either yeah. way, people are going to get value. Right? Yes. That, that's what it is. That's what am I going to walk away with? Um, mm. And that's really what, that's all what education is. That's why I think, you know, uh, videographers and photographers um, mm. are excellent educators because if they can evoke a feeling, um, then that's teaching. That is, yeah. right? You evoked a response. That's teaching. If you, you know, marketers are ideal educators because in 30 seconds, they can evoke a feeling and a call to action. So if they get you to buy that hot dog or, you know, check out your life insurance policy or whatever it is, then they've That's done right. their job. Yeah. Right? That's what, yeah. and there's no reason why education, like uh, teachers can't do the same thing. Right, you got to you yeah. got to make it relevant. You got to make it a value, and you got to make it interesting. Absolutely, yeah. No, this is this is very eye opening, and I mean, hearing it from another perspective, who especially who's an expert and been in the field for you know over two decades, it's um, what's that word? It's reassuring. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, it's, it's very glad to hear that. Um, yeah. You know, I just, uh, I, I think that um, it, it, it's been happening for a long time. I think there's a growing sense um, that things do need to change. I don't think people mm. know how to do it. I think people are scared to do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're terrified. Um, yeah. I actually heard... Um, uh, an interesting uh, reason as to why we're not changing as quickly as we can is because we need the workers, right? We need people to not ask questions and to, to press the buttons and to follow, fall in line and to, yeah. And I think people will do that if that's what they want to do. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, there's no, 
if, if you're interested in serving your community, you can serve yeah. your community as a policeman. You can serve your community as a, uh, a garbage woman. You can serve your community as an arborist, whatever it is, right? It's all in how you frame it and how you see that if it wasn't for me, the community would suffer. That's how I see, you know, each individual, right? Yeah. You know, uh, the, the, we get you know, the, the garbage guy that comes out each week. If he didn't come, then our trash would be up the, you know, or would be all over the street. Oh, yeah. Right? So if not for him, mm -hmm. our our community would be trash. That's right. Right. So we need, I mean, everybody will do what they love to that's do. Right. At the end. That's right. Um, you know, and, and that's, and there's no shame in it. It used to be that that was considered, you know, a negative thing to do. Right. That, you know, at least when I was growing up, like, you know, and, and growing up in a Jewish household, like, you know, you had to go to college and you had to go to graduate school. Yeah. And you got to get a good profession, a doctor, a lawyer, a, an accountant, something, right? Selling a business. Yes. And, right? And that's, you know, and many people grew up that way. And uh, now looking back, like I well, wish I had gone to a vocational school like my son's going to. I wish I was able to, sure. to explore. I would have done so many different things. Um, and have those options. Yeah. So. Absolutely. So one of the reasons why um, our parents want us to do those jobs, like be a doctor, be an engineer, be a lawyer, is because they didn't have the opportunity. Correct. So that's one of the reasons. And I think it was um, Malcolm Gladwell talking about this in his book, Outliers, mm -hmm. and why why there's so many Jewish people in the, in the uh, attorney space. Yep. It's because, you know, they, you know, when they migrated, they were doing different jobs where, you know, either they're shoe building or, you know, work that required hard labor. Mm -hmm. right. So they worked hard so that their, that their kids, you know, go, to a better school. Right. So now it's coming around where, okay, we've, we've achieved all of those things. Now we need to go into more different areas. And that's where our generation looks into. It's like, okay, we've achieved all of these accolades and things in the past. Can I look to do something that's, that I'm more passionate that's about? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. Um, you know, and it, it, you're absolutely right. Like we, you know, m my grandparents, you know, like you're, you're going to told my parents, you know, you're going to go to college mm -hmm. and you're going to do X, Y. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you're got to get into Harvard because you, we don't, you know, you, you have the option now, so you got to do it. Exactly. Right? Um, whereas now, like we, we've made it, right? We made, we made it. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. We can now do what we want to do, right? There's that going back to that gilded age of yeah, you want to be an artist, go study to be an artist. Yeah, that's you know that's awesome. You got to first learn what it means to be an yeah. artist and and you know, exactly you know, just drawing a scribble Can't doesn't even make a thousand dollars. Yes, <laughs> but but you know if you're passionate about it, great. 
go after it. Yeah. Yes. That's that's so strong. Wow. Um, there's some one more thing I could uh, I was trying to remember, but yeah, teaching. So I, I mean, after doing those videos and 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 had the inclination of teaching for a while, right? So anytime somebody comes up to me, it's like, hey, how do I do this? How do I, you know, make this graphic or a logo or a web page? And I would, you know, get into it and you know, teach them, you know, what different things I think about. Or when you're building a computer, why would you build a computer this way or says that way? So there's a lot of different things that I learned that I was passionate about and I love to teach about it. So for the longest time, I was like, oh, I want to do a course. I want to do, I want to teach. Mm-hmm. Because watching people on link on lit.com and learning from them, and I was like, this is not too hard. <laughs> like after you look at all the tools that are required, and what goes into creating a course, it's not that hard at all. You just have to, you know, buckle down and do it. So 2019 is the year that I aim to create one course for myself. Awesome. Or, awesome. Yeah. Happy to help and guide Maybe. you if you want. Awesome. I'm happy to do that. Maybe a few courses. <laughs> There's a webinar I watched of uh, on, on Teachable. Uh-huh. Because I think they were they were pushing pretty hard back in November, and or maybe it was October, and I watched some of the instructors, and this one instructor, she was like talking and talking. She's like, "Yeah, I have like fifty courses on on Teachable." Fifty <laughs> like, courses. He's like, "Yes, the more options you have, the more money you're gonna make." Like, well. That certainly does make sense. <laughs> 50 courses. Yeah, but she's like, I've been doing this for four plus years. And she had only come on uh, Teachable, at, you know, about 18 months ago. So maybe it's like two years now. And she's like, yeah, I've got 50 courses on Teachable. And and, and then the money, the amount of money she made is like two some million dollars. Whoa. 18 months. It's like. Okay, <laughs> that <laughs> wow, that's something to aim for, right? yeah. And look at the blueprint of what she's doing and what we gotta do because it's like you don't always need to be on video, correct, for your courses. Correct, it could just be a voice and a PowerPoint because you're getting knowledge across. Like, yeah, that's so true. Yep, and there's people on Udemy doing the exact same thing. I'm like, wow, it's just it's just amazing. So hopefully I get to get there <laughs> sometime. Start with one. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, Ariel, it was really awesome, awesome talking with you. Same here, Janet. It was it was great speaking with you. Enjoyed it. I enjoy your learning more about photography, videography. Um, and kudos to you for starting your own business. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll chat real soon. Talk to you later. Take care. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on the website hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.